Welcome back to Ty's podcast. The title of this sermon is When You're Taking Punches to the Head. Today's scripture reading is Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 to 13. And it reads, A final word, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on all God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, against evil spirits in heavenly places. This is God's holy word. You are being attacked by the devil and you can't fight him with your own strength. The bell rings and you're bobbing and weaving. You see an opening and you put all your power into a body shot. He didn't even flinch. Your opponent drops his right, right hand and you knew your strength was in your left hand. You put all your energy into that punch across his chin and you notice he ate it. He ate that punch like a big breakfast from McDonald's. Now he's coming with his punches and they, he began to unload on your head. Every punch caused you to think, I think, what if? I suppose got me stressed to death over what ifs and maybes and maybe not. You're trying to shake off those punches, but those blows keep hitting you in that dome. The bell rings. You go back to your corner and you're telling your trainer, I can't shake those blows to my head. Your trainer is telling you what to do, but you can't hear him because your brain is fogged, cloudy, distorted, racing and panicked. The woman is walking around the ring telling you to get ready for the next round is coming. Your trainer is telling you what to do, but you can't hear him. You call on the Holy Spirit and God. They are speaking with you, but you can't hear them because you never developed a relationship with the deliverer, the savior and the helper. You went to this fight saying, you will win this fight under your own strength, thou fool. You're looking for signs in the crowd you're looking within the chaos around you. You're searching your mind for knowledge under your own understanding. You know when they ring that bell, he's going to knock your lights out. After you get knocked out right in the beginning of the second round, you laying on your back and you asking yourself, what was the Lord trying to tell me that I couldn't hear? The Lord was saying, did you read John chapter 10, 27 to 29? Because if you read that chapter, you would know that it reads, my sheep listens to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one can snatch them away from me. For my father has given them to me and he is more powerful than anyone else. You would have learned just as the shepherd protects his sheep, Jesus protects his people from eternal harm while believers can expect to suffer on earth, Satan cannot harm their souls or take away their eternal life with God. There are many reasons to be afraid here on earth because this is the evil, the devil's domain. But if you choose to follow Jesus, he will give you everlasting safety. I know my sheep and my sheep knows my voice. The Lord was saying, the Lord was saying, you're in the ring with a heavyweight of this world and his name is the devil. 
Never get in the ring with the devil. He's too powerful for you. He will knock your lights out every time. He would have showed you that the archangel Michael rebuked the devil but never engaged him. The Lord was saying, let's get to the basics. Go to the training center. Go to the closet. Go to the car. Go to that secret room and read your Bible. And I suggest that you start with 2 Timothy chapter 3, 16 to 17. And it reads, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make sure we realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. You would have learned the whole Bible is God's inspired word because it is inspired and trustworthy. We should read it and apply it to our lives. The Bible is our standard for testing everything else that claims to be true. It is our safeguard against false teachings and our source of guidance for how we should live. It is our only source of knowledge about how we can be saved. God wants to show you that it is true and it equips you to live for him. How much time do you spend in God's word? Read it regularly to discover God's truth and to become confident in your life and in faith. Develop a plan for reading the whole Bible, not just familiar passages. He also wants you to understand how to pray to the Father. He will want you to start with Matthew chapter 6, 5 to 15. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us of our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. Do not let us yield to temptation, but deliver us from evil. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. He will also direct you to sit in silence while in developing a relationship with him. He will tell you to read Luke 5, 16 that he would have showed you in Luke 5, 16. But Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. He would have said, if you don't change what you're doing, the next time you will be knocked out again. See, a, a friend of mine, doctor, once told me the worst part of his job is when he tells people to take this medicine and you will live, but they don't shortly after they're dead. The only reason why you made it this far is because you're still God's child. You might be bruised and it was a struggle, but God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit was with you the whole way through. My grace is sufficient. The Lord would have told you, the Lord said, 2 Timothy 1, 7. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-control. See, St. Paul mentioned there are three characteristics of an effective Christian leader, power, love, and self-discipline. These are available to us because the Holy Spirit lives in us. Follow his leading each day 
so that your life will more fully exhibit these characteristics. You can also refer to Galatians chapter 5, 22 to 23 for a list of those byproducts of the Holy Spirit's living in us. It is with the mind that we serve the Lord. The Lord would have taught you 1 King chapter 19, 11 to 15, and it reads, Go out and stand before me on the mountain, the Lord told him. And Elijah stood there. The Lord passed by, and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake, there was a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after that fire, there was a sound of a gentle whisper. That is when Elijah heard it. He wrapped his face in his own cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. He replied again, I have zealously served the Lord God Almighty, but the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you, torn down the altar, and killed every one of your prophets. I am the only one left, and now they're trying to kill me too. Then the Lord told him, go back the same way you came and travel to the wilderness of Damascus. When you arrive there, anoint Hazel to be king of Aram. Elijah knew that the sound of the gentle whisper was God's voice. He realized that God doesn't reveal himself only in a powerful, miraculous ways. He looks for God only in something big, rallies, churches, conferences, highly visible leaders may be to miss him because he's often found in the gentle whispers, in the quietness of humbled hearts. Are you listening for God? Step back from the noise and activities of your busy life and listen humbly and quietly for his guidance. It may come when you least expect it. The Lord is not in chaos. That's not where you find your help that you need from him is in chaos. It's in that gentle whisper, the small, little and unideal places. The Lord is in that closet, that car, that secret place. That's where you can find him. You seek the Lord and those things that you seek shall be added unto you. Now coming to the end, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, 33. For God is not a God of disorder, but of peace, as in all the meetings of God's holy people. Bring order to your life, and you will win every time. One of my favorite Psalms from the King of Faith, King David, I wait quietly before God, for my victory comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress, where I will never be shaken. So many enemies against one man, all of them trying to kill me. To them, I just a broken down wall or a tottering fence. They plan to topple me with their high positions. They delight in telling lies about me. They praise me to my face, but curse me in their hearts. Let all that I wait quietly before God, for my hope is in him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress, where I will not be shaken. My victory and my honor comes from God alone. He is my refuge, a rock where no enemy can reach me. Oh, my people, trust in him at all times. Pour out your heart to him, 
for God is our refuge. Come people are as worthless, common people are as worthless as puffs of wind. And the powerful are not what they appear to be. If you weigh them on a scale together, they are lighter than the breathed breath of air. Do not make your living by extortion or putting your hope in stealing. And if your wealth increases, do not make it the center of your life. God has spoken plainly and have heard it many times. Power, O God, belongs to you. Unfailing love, O Lord, it is yours. Surely you will pay all the people according to what they have done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you followed through with it. I will have um, scripture notes that I have at the bottom in the comments below. And I will talk to you guys later.